All right. Thanks, everybody here for listening. Appreciate it. Uh, those, I'm sure, avid listeners. We got some fans out there by now. Uh, we are changing things up a little bit, though. I hate to disappoint anybody who loved the old structure, but, you know, we're we're adapting on the fly. This is a little bit of a prototype of a show. And how we felt like we were doing it, we weren't really being too fair. If you think about it, Vegas is going to win if you're betting on every possible bet Vegas is built to win. So when we're going over every single game and betting on every single game, it's a recipe to lose, number one. But number two, it kind of makes for a little bit more of a boring show because how many times Times over and over, can we say Kirk Cousins, Kirk Cousins is inconsistent, or the Titans' defense is carrying Mariota, or whatever it is? So it just gets redundant, repetitive. So we are changing things up here. But uh, as usual, I'm Adam, and I got my name my is partner Jared. here. I got my partner here, Jared. We're at odds. Um, how we're doing things now is we're instead of just betting things straight up against the spread, we're going to actually allow ourselves to have a little bit of a freedom. We're going to give ourselves each 100 units to start with, and we're each going to make five bets on any sports event in the upcoming weekend, or uh, obviously week if it's, uh, if it's a big deal and you really want to get it on there as well. And we're just going to keep track, basically a little uh, a book here, and, and see what we've got. And then we've got a little surprise at the end, too. we got a little thing that Jared and I are going to go head-to-head against and keep a little record over the uh, remainder of the NFL season. So, Jared, I guess you uh, you want to start us out? you got uh, your first bet you want to talk about? Yeah, so my first uh, bet, actually changing sports since we've been NFL-focused, for those of you who want to bet outside of the NFL, I'm actually going to head over to the UFC for my first pick. Uh, it's kind of a surprising one. This fight's actually free for anybody to watch. I believe it's on ESPN2 tomorrow night on a Friday night. But Dominic Reyes I have beating Chris Weidman. And he is a 170 favorite. Usually I, you'll see as we go on, I like the underdogs in UFC. But in this fight, I'm kind of picking it almost from a non-technical standpoint. Chris Weidman, to me, is a little washed up. Those of you who casually follow UFC probably know he's the guy who finally dethroned Anderson Silva four or five years ago. Um, in the last four years, though, he is one and four. So he's only won one out of his last five fights. I don't think he's fought in the last year, so he definitely probably has some ring rust. He is moving up a weight class to fight at 205 when he's used to fighting at 185. And I don't know people that follow sports pages, but he's been talking a lot lately, challenging John Jones, who is massively bigger than him and a much better fighter. And he's also calling out Israel Adesanya, the new middleweight. So I think really what this is, the desperation attempt for him to revive his career. He's one in four in four or five years. His one highlight is knocking out Anderson Silva, which was good, but he, he wants to get back in that spotlight and he doesn't really know how to do. He's changing weight classes, calling out fighters. He has no business calling out. I think at this point he's throwing anything out there he can to try to get a win. And he's going to run into a guy who's been fighting at the 205 weight class his entire life. Chris Weidman, I think, is going to struggle with whatever's going on in his mind, plus a bigger weight than he's ever fought at before, fighting a stronger guy than he's ever fought who's never lost. You could argue uh, his opponent, Dominic Reyes, hasn't fought the highest level of competition, but I said it. like I said, I think it's mainly a mental game here, and I think Chris Weidman is one of those fighters who's checking out, and we're going to start to see him kind of dwindle away here at the end of his career. That's, uh... so, Adam, I don't know if you have any input on it or want to take us to the next game. <laughs> Uh, I don't think I could add much to that. That's pretty in-depth analysis. I, I don't follow the UFC that intimately, so I'll, I'll go with your with your gut on that one. So 
I'll just take it right on to my next pick. And it's something that probably not a lot of people have wanted to hear this year or want to plug their ears. But I am taking the Miami Dolphins here, shifting back to the NFL, to cover the spread against the Buffalo Bills. Um, oh, Jared, I actually, I'm not sure that, did you say how many units you're betting on their last bet? Oh, no, I did not. I am putting 10 units down to win 5.88. Okay. All right, there we go. So uh, I'm going to take the Dolphins to cover the 17-point spread, and I'm going to put down five units, and it's a return of 435. That's on Bavada. So the reason why I'm taking this is really all in the hands of Ryan Fitzpatrick. Ryan Fitzpatrick is looking like he's going to be the starter this coming week, and he's a wild card. He could obviously go out, put up zero points. Who knows? Cause you know, he's a career up and down player, but I think Jared in the first episode you were talking about, you have no idea what he's going to do. He's going to come out. He could easily put up a two, three touchdown performance. Actually, when he was brought in last game to anybody who could bear watching the dolphins last game. And when he was brought in, he almost had a two touchdown comeback. Uh, they just failed on the two-point conversion because Kenyon Drake dropped the ball to hit him in the face. So uh, 17 points is a lot in the NFL. And honestly, Josh Allen has five touchdowns to seven interceptions. The Buffalo Bills are averaging only 18 points per game. So now to say that they're going to cover a 17-point spread, I'm just not seeing it. I see this as a low-scoring game. I also like the under on it, but I'm more confident in the spread because I think Ryan Fitzpatrick maybe at least keeps this close, 17-10 game, just something within 17 points. And I also like the 17-point because it allows for a two-touchdown spread. If the Bills get up two touchdowns late in the game, you are still covering, and they could run the clock out. It's not a 13-and-a-half-point spread or a 14-point spread even. You've got two touchdowns plus a field goal for even a push. I like the numbers on it. I like the Dolphins to cover here week one. Like I said, five units to win 435. Jared, you got any comment on that? or? I actually agree with you on this one. Uh, just looking real quickly at the Dolphins' recent games, they've only had one game that's been more than a one-touchdown game, and it was the Giants, and it was actually still within the 17. And this was the Giants when they were playing Eli Manning, and they were a sorry team. So, I mean, I expect the Bills to win, but like you said, they're only scoring 18 points a game. So unless they shut out the Dolphins, I don't see them blowing them out. I expect maybe a 7-10 a to 10 point win or something like that. All right, we're uh, we're in agreement there. That means it's a for sure. Anyways, win. back to yeah, need to lock it. <laughs> so my next bet is back to the UFC. This one is again contrary to what I usually pick, but I'm picking a heavy favorite here. I understand the return won't be great. It's actually the uh, infamous Greg Hardy versus Ben Sassoli. I don't even know if I'm Ooh. saying that right. I mean, this guy's Greg unknown. Hardy. Ben Sassoli doesn't even have a Wikipedia page. So that just lets you know the type of competition that Greg Hardy's being put up against right now. Again, this is I'm not even going to look at this from a technical standpoint. You have to understand that UFC is in a they're a promotional business. They're trying to find out the best fighter they can, but they're trying to make money along the way. They see Greg Hardy, obviously, as a new star. He's been demolishing all of his opponents he's fought. I don't think he's a top-level fighter, but they're not giving him top-level competition because they're trying to milk him for anything they can right now. Um, they keep throwing these low level newcomers at him that are completely inferior athletically and just letting him steamroll them. My guess is they're going to keep doing this until they realize that they have to give him some real competition. Not that he can't beat real competition, but until he sees a real competitor, I don't really expect him to lose. 
he's got like a nine inch reach advantage over this guy who, I mean, he's going to just bull rush this guy. Uh, I mean, anything can happen in a fight, but I think Greg Hardy will win this one pretty easily. I am betting 15 units on this one for uh, only a five return, but I mean, if it's guaranteed, who cares what the return is, right? Yeah, low lower return. I mean, again, UFC is not my specialty, but I would easily say that uh, any guy that's too violent for the NFL is a decent guy to bet on. But my second, especially when his, especially when his opponent doesn't have a Wikipedia page. Come on, <laughs> or a proper pronunciation on his name, for that matter. So we've got the exactly. Cardinals here. I've got the Cardinals straight up against the Giants. Um, this one I teetered back and forth on. Do I take the points or not? But I've got them at plus 130. I think it's a good return uh, for a five-unit bet on that to win back 650. This is more of a gut check than anything. And here's why. The Cardinals are on an up and up. They kind of started the season a little shaky with a tie, uh, a few losses. And they've actually won two games in a row. On the up and up, they beat... The Falcons, who are a little bit of a dumpster, but they at least have a good offense. The Giants are actually sliding. They've lost two straight games. Granted, one of them was to New England. However, they didn't look particularly good in it. They got the doors blown off, 35-14. So they're letting up over 300 yards passing per game. Kyler Murray is truly coming into his own as an NFL quarterback. I think that he's going to be able to keep it close. And with the way they click that the cliff Kingsbury, it's a tongue twister there. The way the cliff Kingsbury offense plays, they develop late in the game. And I don't think the giants have the team that's going to be able to get out in front and run away early in the game. I think it's going to stay close. And I like that though they run so many plays. The Arizona Cardinals run so many plays, it really wears on the opposing team defense. The Giants already have a suspect defense. I think Kyler Murray is going to have a day. I think that he's going to carry the Arizona Cardinals to a third straight win to go 3-3-1. and one. I like the Cardinals team a slight bit more than the Giants team. And to be honest, they're a little hotter than the Giants are now. So I'm going to roll with the hot team again, plus 130 on that. Five unit bet to take back six fifty. All right. So I'm I've gone back and forth on this game, and I think right now I'm leaning with the Giants. But I big Danny don't Danny Dimes truther here, but I do think Kyler definitely has the upper hand early on. I think it'll be a close game, but I wouldn't be surprised to see the Cardinals pulled out. But I don't have a strong opinion on it. I'm kind of back and forth. Like I said, if you ask me tomorrow, I'll probably say the Cardinals. All right, uh, on to my third pick. So we'll finally get out of UFC for those of you who don't like watching people beat each other up and move over to college football. Uh, I'm actually going to roll with the Oregon Ducks at Washington uh, with a three-point spread here. I expect the Ducks to cover it. Um, this is one of those ones where, I mean, college, I think a lot of it comes down to QB play. And Washington, they do have a great quarterback in Eason. But Herbert, I think, is – I mean, he, he's obviously one of the elite quarterbacks. There's debate if he could even pass Tua for the number one quarterback that will be drafted. But regardless, he's up there as a top five pick. I think he can will the Ducks pass Washington. Washington, honestly, I don't think has really been tested yet this year. They've uh, – I mean, they did play USC. USC has kind of been hit or miss this year. They've had some bad losses. They've also had some good wins. I would call them a, a good opponent, but they're not a great opponent. 
Um, then they lost Stanford and Cal, the other teams they played that are probably really a credible uh, opponent. But the Ducks, on the other hand, have rolled pretty much every single team they've played. Again, not the greatest competition, except for Auburn. They actually ended up losing to. But if you watch that game, they they controlled a lot of that game and ended up kind of melting down at the end. So I think as long as they don't have a meltdown again, I, I think they could easily steadily cover this Washington game. And it, like, it is a road game, but Oregon to Washington really isn't that part of travel. So, I mean, besides the crowd will probably be leaning Washington. It's not like they're going on some huge road trip and in an area they're not familiar with. So I expect them to be right in form and probably roll ahead with easily a 7-10 to 10 point victory. Yeah, you know, believe it or not, of all the games in all the sporting events that we had to choose from this weekend, that was one of the ones I was going to choose. I decided against it last minute. I like that one as well. I like Oregon to cover that spread. Justin Herbert, like you said, I think the, they have a terrific defense actually over there in Oregon this year. And I think very that, underrated. I'm yeah, looking at I think it really, they've only allowed eight point five or eight point eight points a game, something like that. Eight point seven. Exactly. They're all they're. They are a dark horse national title contender if some stuff happens up at the top. So I like them. I like that game, and I think that's uh, that's a good bet. How much did you say you're betting on that for what return? On um, that one is another ten unit bet for nine oh nine return. Okay. Well, I'm gonna move over. I'm gonna flip the script here and get to my roots and pull some hockey into the show here at Odds. So I'm gonna bet. Eight units on the Tampa Bay Lightning to win straight up against the Boston Bruins. I've got uh, an eight-unit bet to win 8.4 at uh, plus 105, excuse me. And I like this for a number of reasons. Number one, Tampa Bay's record is non-reflective of how good of hockey that they have played. They are 3-2-1, and one, and they're averaging almost four. They're averaging 3.8 goals per game. That's amazing. And the problem is, is they got some suspect goaltending early on, but they are literally just burying the puck. They've averaged 3.8 goals per game. They have only one game below three goals this season so far, obviously a young season, and they've got a game with seven goals. Like, I mean, they're just truly obliterating opponents. They were the best regular season team in the league last year and the Boston Bruins have been hot to start the season. They don't have the best wins, but they're five and one. You can't really complain about that, but I don't think Boston is as good as their record shows. So I think this is kind of like a regression to the mean type game. And I like that you get Tam- How often are you going to get Tampa Bay lightning as an underdog over the past two seasons of hockey? This is probably something that's happened less than 10 times. They're consistently one of the best teams in the league. I like the odds. I like the numbers. I like how Tampa Bay's scoring. They're to put it in comparison, Boston is averaging 2.67 goals per game. So the Tampa Bay Lightning are literally averaging over a full goal more per game than the Bruins. So I think this is going to get away from the Bruins. I look for a maybe a four to two win for the Lightning. Again, they're consistently hitting this three goal mark almost every time at least. Nice take. I haven't followed hockey outside of the Red Wings this much this year, so I don't have a huge influence. There's one bet I'll take, though, is that Manta's going to get some points in the game. So mm. uh, I do agree, though. Tampa Bay was unstoppable last year. and I mean, I mean you're you getting them in an underdog. Lead, but they're essentially the same team, and you're like you said, you're getting in an underdog. You get a good chance. Again, I, I don't have a strong opinion on this game, but in general, you do get a good chance to kind of take advantage of some odds early in seasons when – 
maybe odds makers overreact to a hot start in an 80 game season. They see somebody comes out five and one and they assume they're the best team in the league when, I mean, how many times in the last few years have the wings started hot and then they end up the worst team in the league. So I mean, like you this can definitely year, catch some sneaky underdogs, like you said, right there and get great value. So on and to, that, uh, Oh, what else? Did you have to say? Oh, Oh no, sorry. I was just going to say that was eight units for, to win 8.4. I think I already said that though. So, all right, I'll definitely pay attention to that one. So my next game is the Philadelphia Eagles covering three at the Cowboys. So I have a low confidence on this one, so I'm only risking five units for 3.85 in return. Um, I think divisional games a lot of times are a lot closer than people think. Uh, you have the rivalry, teams play up to their competition teams play down to their competition you just a lot of rival games in the nfl end up closer than people expect that being said i do think the eagles are even a better team than the cowboys are i believe the cowboys are at home though so that's probably why they're getting the points um i i expect the eagles to win outright but the reason that i'm not taking them on the money line is the cowboys are they're that team kind of almost like the lions where they're a fraud until all of a sudden you go bet on them and they come out and that's the game you score 35 points uh, I really don't trust the Cowboys. I admit it. I fell for it the first couple of weeks of the season when they played garbage teams and beat up on them. I was saying they're a top five team in the league. Dak Prescott is awful. Uh, the only way that team's going to win games is if they just feed Zeke the ball and let him do his thing. Um, and this Philadelphia defense has been an elite run-stopping defense. So even if they do try to feed Zeke, I, I, you can't stop the guy. But I don't think he's going to blow the top off of them. I think you'll keep it close enough that the Eagles won't have too much trouble to cover the spread. But like I said, you never know with the Cowboys at home. It could be one of those Jerry Jones nights and they just go off. But I, I'm, I'm rolling with the Eagles plus three. Yeah. Um, what, did, what was your bet on that one? How much are you uh, Five in? minutes or uh, 3.85 return. Yeah, so, so I like that. Yeah, I like that as well. I definitely – mainly because Doug Peterson said the sentence, yeah, we're going to go down to – Jerry World, we're going to go down to Dallas and we're going to win that game. So he's confident in his guys. Uh, I don't have a strong inclination to bet on that game just because the Cowboys can be really up and down. Like they they have a game where they look like they're the best team in America, and then they have two three games where you know they look like they don't even belong in the playoff conversation. So I, you just don't know what team you're going to get. It looks like Cooper might think- be hurt. I was just going to say that. It looks like Cooper might not play, so that might work. Yeah, Cooper might be hurt, so that definitely is in favor of the Eagles there, and the Eagles have a great run-stopping defense to stop Zeke. I like that matchup. If I was going to be pushed one way or another, I'd take the Eagles to cover that as well. So You said that was plus three they got? Uh, yeah, three points, yeah. and they're minus 130 right now. Yeah, I like that. Well, I'm going to bring us back to college football. Jared went through the Oregon before. Um, I've got the Florida Gators to cover the spread against the South Carolina Gamecocks. They're traveling to South Carolina. Uh, the Gators are 6-1. and one. For those of you who don't know, I don't know where you were under rock for last week's epic game between them and LSU, where they lost by two touchdowns. Um, but it was a lot closer than two touchdowns. They had a number of chances. They were knocking on the door late, just couldn't convert because they got a young, inexperienced quarterback, um, Trask, God, and he's looked good at times. He did, unfortunately, blow the game last week with an untimely interception. Um, but I think that South Carolina's a little overrated. 
let's face it, they really were doing everything they could to give Georgia that game last week. I mean, missed field goals, just just everything that could go wrong went wrong for the Gamecocks. And they still were able to win against Georgia, which is impressive because Georgia's a great team. But it seemed like just Georgia did not have their game. Well, for whatever reason, they were not the team everybody thought they were last week. So I think South Carolina is getting a little inflated there because <clears throat> five and a half point spread, that's under a touchdown of seven points. It's even under two field goals of six points. The Gators have an elite defense averaging 14 points allowed per game. I really like the Gators in this one, even though they have to travel to South Carolina, which can be a difficult place to play. <clears throat> I think Florida's legit. And even if they're not legit, <clears throat> South Carolina's a three and three team. If Florida's only a pretty good team, this is easily a game. They could still win by two <clears throat> field goals or a touchdown. So this isn't even really a huge bet in confidence for Florida. This is more just, I like the numbers of the number nine overall six and one team traveling to play a, a three and three team that's being hyped up from last week. I like Florida to cover that five and a half. I've, this is my highest bet of the week, 15 units to return 1365. Any thoughts on that one, Jared? Yeah. So initially when I saw that line of five and a half, I was about to put all hundred units of mine on it. Um, <laughs> the only reason I held off is that five and a half number is just scary to me for some reason. And I don't know why, not even statistically or anything like that. It's just a weird number. And whenever I see a weird number, it makes me take a second step or a step back. I probably will still end up taking Florida in it, and I definitely lean Florida. But there's that's a reason I'm not going to put all 100 units and end the show on our first uh, first night or have to go back to the bank and get more units. But like you said, with South Carolina, <laughs> I think a lot of things best makers do do is they do kind of try to play the public with their um, – what do you want to call it? Your short-term memory where a lot of people are very casual exactly. fans and they remember seeing, Oh, South Carolina beat Georgia. They could easily beat, uh, they beat Georgia at Georgia. They should be able to keep it close with Florida, if not beat them at home. But like you said, South Carolina and Georgia game. I don't know if that was the worst good game I've ever seen or the best bad game I've ever seen, but that game was horrible, but it was entertaining. I would bet if they play again, Georgia wins by 45 points. It was just one of those weird games where yeah. things just, it's just weird all around, and it ends up being an upset. That happens. It, I mean, it's football. But yeah, I and Florida's coming off the using that in their favor. Yeah, Florida's coming off the tough loss to LSU too, so I think they're going to be firing back. They're basically, honestly, Florida's season's on the line. You know, they're playing for SEC title and national title aspirations. You can't go lose to LSU in a fall apart game and then go lose to South Carolina. I think they're playing for their, their uh, postseason lives today or today this weekend. So I like them. I agree. You said that was your 15 unit bet. 15 for thirteen sixty five. That's the most I've bet on this, right. uh, on today's slate. All right. So now to uh, my final game. I'm taking the Chargers' money line at Titans. They are actually the underdog, barely. I think it's plus 115. But I am going to roll with them to take the Titans down. Um, I think this is kind of similar, obviously, a different sport to your um, Tampa Bay Lightning take you have. The Chargers have started kind of slow this year. Um, I've had some injuries on defense, but you have to remember last year they were one of the best teams in the league. I mean, people were almost talking to them as a dark, uh, dark horse Super Bowl favorite after taking the Chiefs down late in the season. Um, 
I still do think they're that same team. Maybe it's taken them a little bit longer to find their groove. They started without Melvin Gordon. They're trying to work him back into this uh, uh, the lineup rotation and make sure they can get him the ball. It's still keeping Eckler uh, efficient. They've had uh, Hunter Henry down for a while. He came back and looked healthy. Mike Williams missed a week or two. He's back and getting targeted. I think once they can kind of gel and get their groove together, which seems I'm thinking is this game, and I think the Titans are kind of going the opposite way. They're flipping quarterbacks. Now, Mariota has been bad. So, I mean, it's not hard to think Tannehill might be an upgrade, but a lot of times when you do that quarterback switch, it, it doesn't immediately click. I mean, Mariota has been running reps with the first team most offseason. Tannehill, not that he hasn't, but I'm sure most of the offseason he was running his reps with the second team. So he's probably got a little chemistry he's got to work out, and I just I think the Chargers are really going to kind of turn things around and get their season rolling here. And um, I, I think the Titans aren't a bad team, but I think it's just kind of bad timing for them. They're going to run into the, mm. the Chargers team that's ready to go with Tannehill coming out now. The, uh, they're, the Titans are a pretty bad team. Let's. I mean, let's just let's just call it what it is. What were you betting on that one? How much for what return? Uh, I had ten units for eleven and a half. Again, kind of like your lightning. You're getting what I would yeah. say is a much better team as an underdog right here. Yeah, I like the Chargers straight up in that. To, even though it's only a, a fair underdog, I mean, there's. Yeah, I like that for sure. Um, if you look at the Chargers games real quick. They had a loss to Detroit, which Detroit actually looks to be a pretty good team. And they kind of gave that – I think they missed three field goals. They could have won that game. They lost to Houston, which they had a lead and blew it. Houston's a good team. They lost to Denver, which Denver's – they've been all right. They've had a decent defense. The Pittsburgh loss was a bad one, but that was a weird game. There was about two defensive touchdowns for Pittsburgh, I think, maybe three. It's not like they got outplayed, and Pittsburgh was – it was just some fluke plays and on Pittsburgh's way. I mean, you could probably say that about every team's loss, but I think they're a lot better than their record shows, and we'll see that this week. Fair enough. So my final pick here is my confidence pick. It's my, my most confident pick that I have this week. I didn't put the most on it um, just because uh, it's more confidence from the heart. As you guys have maybe followed the show, I'm a big Deshaun Watson fan here. So I've got the Texans covering a plus one. Jared, I think I've mistakenly told you that the spread was minus one. Um, but I'm looking at it right now. It's plus one. I checked Bavada as well. It's plus one. So you can get it plus one right now um, to cover at this, the Indianapolis Colts. I'm betting seven units to return $6.67. Um, I like the Texans straight up in this one. So to get the point for the ability to push in case uh, the Colts uh, win the game by a point, I think is a fair insurance policy to take here. I think the Texans are hot. I think the Texans have an outstanding team, and I really truly think that they have Super Bowl aspirations. And I'm not just saying that because they just beat the Kansas City Chiefs, but they really have everything going for them. They've got an elite quarterback. They traded for Laramie Tunsil to cover their O-line. They've got outstanding weapons on the outside with DeAndre Hopkins, Will Fuller, a good D-line, Whitney Merciless, J.J. Watt. They've got a decent secondary. They've got Justin Reed back there. I think they really have a, a pretty complete team. I mean, they're literally average or allowing only 88 rush yards per game. That's outstanding to hold your opponents below a hundred rushing yards per game. It's going to be curious to see the Colts go up against because they're a very good rushing team, averaging 142 rush yards per game. But believe it or not, the Texans are running the ball very well this year too, 140 yards per game. So it's, I don't think the Colts 
are that great of a team. I think when it comes down to it, I really like quarterback play in a close game. I like this to be a close game because the Colts do have a good defense, but Jacoby Brissett, Deshaun Watson, each of them are probably going to have a possession in a one possession game late in the fourth quarter. I trust Deshaun Watson um, over Jacoby Brissett and the Texans have been good away from home two and one. So I really like what Houston's been looking like here early in the season. They do have a few injuries to quarterbacks, but I'm going to take them at a $7 bet to return 667 to cover one point spread at the Colts this week. I'm pretty confident in that. So it's funny you choose that game because I actually was about to pick the same one. It's about sixth or seventh on my list of all the games. But um, I I think the Colts are a decent team. Yeah, I exactly. Think they're kind of, kind of being overhyped right now after that Kansas City win. I mean, I'm looking at their wins right now they have, or their games. They lost to the Chargers. Um, they're actually getting blown out and needed a lucky comeback and a couple fluke plays to even make it close and then go to overtime and lose. And I know I just said the Chargers are a hot or they're going to become a great team, but they aren't playing like it now. So even if Especially they will become that way team, back I don't, week one, yeah, exactly. I, even if they do become that team, they aren't that team right now. So it's not a very impressive game, especially to lose it. They barely beat Tennessee, who doesn't look like a good team. They barely beat Atlanta, who's trash. They lost to Oakland, who looks like they're a little better than people expected, but they're not some elite team. And then they beat Kansas City. And I think that Kansas City game is a little fluky. I think Kansas City almost was coming into that kind of like it's almost one of those mindset things like we were talking about where they just seemed like they were ready to lose a game. They got, let's be honest, they got lucky in that Lions game. A couple weird plays, they would have easily lost that game. And it just seemed like they were hanging on and they needed to lose and get it out of their system. The Colts happened to be the next team to play them to beat them. Uh, and Mahomes got shaken up in that game and yeah. really did not look like himself in the second half. So I mean, the Colts are a bouncer two away from being like a one-win team right now. And I agree. I think the Texans are a good team. There are two losses are the Saints early on, barely, who are a great team. And, I mean, the only thing they did wrong was Deshaun Watson scored too fast. They would have won that game if he scored slower. Yeah. Um, and then I, I think he's got a habit of that. Didn't he do the same thing against Alabama? Or was the opposite way? Alabama scored too fast. Yeah. And then they lost to Carolina. I mean, not, not the best loss, but people drop a game here and there. Yeah. Carolina's I think not it's... a bad team. Yeah, Carolina's not a bad team. They're four and two. I think that was the week after Kyle Allen took over, and he's four and was a starter. He could be like I don't know Brett Favre or Dan Marino for all we know. But so so my my we'll go over our total bets here. I bet a total of forty units, so I'm at uh at sixty, and uh, we'll see how much of that can I I can win. Jared, I think you bet fifty units this week. Yeah, I bet fifty units. Okay, cool. So we're we're pretty close on that. We'll recap that next week and and what we've won obviously but here's our ending segment here our little surprise we saved for you in the end what we're going to do here every week is we're going to uh, each pick and take turns picking um which side we want of the monday night football game so i'm going first here this week and i've got the jets to cover at plus 10 uh this week Jared, our record head-to-head is obviously 0-0, zero and zero, but I'm about to take a 1-0 lead because the Jets are easily going to cover this 10-point spread. The Jets are a new team with Sam Darnold. I know you love Mr. Mono on the other side there. Uh, so I don't know what he exactly. He has could... the strongest spleen in all of football. <laughs> but uh, I like the Patriots. They've got an elite defense, and I think they're a very good team. But they are going to uh, 
the Jets stadium. The Jets are going to be fired up. They don't have a ton to play for because they started the 0-5 with Mr. Mono out with, you know, Mono. But they're going to be fired up because this is almost like their Super Bowl. If they can beat the Patriots this season, they know things to come are bright. So they're going to be fired up. They're ready to go. And believe it or not, Adam Gase is great against the Patriots. He gave the Patriots fits when he was a coach in Miami, and they would always win those miraculous games like Kenyon Drake going 80 yards, whatever, for a touchdown. But I like where the New York Jets are heading right now, and I think they're going to cover plus 10. All right. So um, I'll be coming at this from the Patriots side of things. Uh, I think this will be that game that we see New England really get their offense clicking. Um, I know they have some injury question marks. It's unknown if Gordon's going to play or not. But lately they've been leaning on their defense to basically carry themselves. And I think we'll finally see a little bit of a breakout as long as Edelman ends up playing. Um, Tony Michelle has looked good but not great. I'm expecting him to kind of get things turning a little bit. Um, Tom Brady's looked good but not elite or I wouldn't say maybe not elite not the right word but not invincible like he has some years past and I just think I think the Jets defense will struggle to slow him down I could see this coming in right around that 10 point spread but I think the Patriots will have enough to hang on to it I could see them pulling ahead by maybe 14 or 17 and then the Jets get a late score but not quite close that 10 point spread I'm not expecting a full-on blowout but I'll lean with Patriots if it's only 10. Yeah, uh, I would prefer it to be 10 and a half or 11, obviously. But I think the uh, Jets, you know, 10 is a push then, so neither of us win. So I'm hoping yeah. the Jets lose by nine points this week. I do too. Well, so that, that's uh, it. You want to carry us out, Jared? Ahead. Sure. That wraps up our uh, first week of our new format. Hopefully you guys like it. I wanted to kind of give a little bit of – variety of sports so if you all aren't nfl fans you can kind of hear something else or heck some of us just like to bet and you know you're nfl you want to kind of test yeah. your feet and some other stuff so we're um, all degenerates so yeah nothing like letting something ride and clenching your butt cheeks for an hour and hoping it comes through so um, on a random ufc event you know nothing about <laughs> uh greg hardy versus mr uh no wikipedia page so uh we'll see how it turns out and like we said now we're we're kind of helping us and hurting us a little bit so um everything isn't against the spread at that minus 110 number we'll we'll get credit for picking those underdogs and we won't get as much credit when you pick a minus 300 favorite so we can kind of tally up and see overall how we're doing so hopefully you guys uh, like this new format here at odds and we'll try to keep uh stacking that cheddar for your guys bank accounts line in your pockets <laughs> all right well we will talk to you guys next week and see how we did All right. Goodbye, everybody.